0: You, Abraham, on Five Double A Breakfast. Yes, he's in on Dedication Friday, having mm. not called in sick. Uh, Matt gets a big tick. You've had a bit of time out in the water, though, this week, as I understand it.
1: Yes, yes, I, I, I have.
0: We're just chatting off air, Matt, about how, with a few exceptions,
2: um, it's been a pretty good summer wind-wise. The, last few, weeks are, like the last few fish. weeks
1: have been good. Yeah, the start of summer, was pretty windy, but the last few weeks have been good. And there are whiting around. There must be, because i caught some. Which is <laughs> What's the bag <laughs> limit on that? Uh, 10 per person and um, up to 30 per boat. Do you bag out normally when you when you go out in the boat? No, <laughs> you never get thirty. Well, you need three people in the boat, so oh, okay. So, so, so if there is one person in the boat, it's ten in the boat. So, if oh, so it's all like the boat. The count. boat. The boat limit is if if you three, three people, 30, but if thirty whiting, yeah, but if you've got four people in the boat, it's still thirty. Oh, okay, whiting, right? So, I, I was out with. I won't say who I was out fishing with somebody, and and we were a, a, another mate came by in a boat. And we had three in our boat. And he said, oh, do you want – you can have Fred if you want. And Fred said, what, am I, a slave or something? Or are you just trading me for 10 wines?
0: What's your feeling on the uh, – There's your sense of the snapper population that we're protecting out there at the moment?
1: Well, as we know, it's been – the snapper ban's been extended for another three years. Um, mm but the research on this is very hit and miss, and I had an attempt at reading the uh, the, the Saudi scientific paper on snapper stocks, and I got to the word biomass and you know, vague out. Um, and I I doubt the minister has got a clue um, about that report. If she's read that, well, good on her. But she's taking departmental advice, which is probably wise when you in a technical issue. But I was talking to um, a tackle shop owner. Done on the Flurio yesterday, and he said that um, off Wirrina, people are having to move off their recognised whiting spots because all they're catching is snapper, which they have to return. Hmm. So there's, there's just snapper everywhere out off there. So <laughs> they've become a pair, they've become a
2: pest species. So if you catch one, you've got to do the you know give it a give it a kiss it and put it back in the water. Yeah, yeah, very
1: gently. Yeah, and one of the problems with snapper, particularly if they come up deep, is that they Basically, their swim bladder um, expands and it's, they die. Really, if you mm. try and return mm. them,
2: unless you're very, very
0: knowledgeable Sad. about how to do it. Oh,
2: right. So, so I'd rather just go uh, to Sam test to get my fish. The well, idea of touching them. Oh, what? Hooks? I don't like hooks? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder <why don't> you don't <laughs> catch any fish when you go. Oh, down well, the, I do. I just <laughs> I just catch you on Richmond Road. <laughs> takes the takes
0: all the effort out of it that way. Uh, scaled. You're ready to be cooked. You might have divergent opinions Sorry. on on hooks, but I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't guessing, like hooks. <laughs> I'm guessing you've got more similar opinions when it comes to cranes. Yes. This uh, look, um,
1: Catherine Birmingham from the Tizers written a, a piece about this yesterday. The story was in the Tiser on Tuesday morning. I'm still um, <laughs> I'm still absolutely poleaxed. This is the CFMEU who have negotiated after a, a fair bit of industrial action and picketing the, uh, this poor crane firm, um, Crane Services, this is at Wingfield. And anyway, they've settled the dispute. They've come up with a new enterprise agreement, which to me was approved incredibly by Fair Work Australia, a Fair Work Commission. Been signed off by both parties. Kicks in. Um, Okay, so it includes base wage rates of up to $43 an hour. That's fine. Um, Wages will increase by either 3% annually or by the CPI, whichever amount is greater. That's not a bad deal, that one. But get (laughs) this, though. um, If they satisfy a list of criteria each day, they'll also be paid a $10 daily performance allowance. Now, the performance allowance is called turning up to work. (laughs) In in, in most people's language. But this, no, this is a performance allowance. Criteria, according to Catherine Birmingham's report, includes completing dockets and documentation, filling out logbooks, reporting incidents, being courteous with clients and fellow employees, maintaining a clean personal presentation and wearing company-issued uniform, refraining from smoking or vaping in company vehicles and presenting for work at the required time.
2: (laughs) Nice work if you can get it.
1: That's a turning up allowance. Now, um... John Setka, blessed little cotton sock, says, um, "This is what unionism is all about, you know, brothers." And I'm I'm looking at this thinking, this this is this looks to me like an insult to the tens of thousands of people, whether you're in a union or not, who are required, and maybe aren't even required, but just know that you, if you've got a job, the idea is you turn up on time. Yeah, that. You're courteous
2: to, to customers. It's sort of like a presumed level of commitment. Uh, you just,
1: just, you know, you're courteous to Comes customers. You're courteous to your fellow workers. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're not a dickhead.
2: Yeah. Uh, you you. <laughs> well, I mean, retail well, the... workers can rightly like if you if you work at Drake's, why can't you now say, well, "Hang on a minute, I've had a look at this CFME award. How about I agree to come into the supermarket from 4 p.m. till 9 p.m. this Thursday?" As required, and when Ethel comes in <laughs> to buy a box of croissants and some ham and cheese and some some Twining's tea bags, I don't say to her, "Get a horrible old bag! What are you doing here? <laughs> Can you give me a bonus for that?" Because that, that's yeah. the logic of it. Yeah.
1: And, and you're clean, you know. You, you've you've possibly tried to have a shower. You might have yeah, shaved. Yeah. You might have combed your hair. I, off. I, I, don't I couldn't know. come in covered in mud. You- <laughs> I mean, you might fail most days, David, but... The, the, the <laughs> un- <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> two rough. out of five. The, um, the unfunny backdrop to this story, though, is basically we've got a situation here in South Australia where there's three major crane companies, right? So the other two, whether they like them or not, have a very touchy-feely relationship with the CFMEU because they know which side their bread's buttered on. Crane services had been a bit more, well, we've got our own workforce. Not necessarily everybody who works for us is in the union, and we've got our own enterprise agreement, and we've never had any industrial dramas. We've got about 160 staff, and we all get on really well, thanks. So the the Wild Bill Hickok sort of led Victorian CFMEU rocks up into town, and this is the tactics are thus. They let big construction firms... And now second-tier construction firms, they, they tell them in no uncertain terms, you're not dealing with crane services hmm. because we regard them as you know, not supportive of our union. Yeah. So if you want this big building to be put up,
1: Find you either
2: else. use the other two firms yeah. or all hell will break loose if you use these guys. So faced with the prospect of his entire business being destroyed – the man who owns Crane Services in the space of two months has gone from saying, "I'm not going to be cowed into signing a deal in a happy and productive workplace," and I'm not going to be cowed into signing a deal that's going to put us under so much pressure that our jobs might actually become unsustainable for everybody here—receptionists, the marketing people, sure, the accountants. You'll go broke.
1: Well, if you don't get so work, that- you go broke.
2: In the space of two months, have gone from not being cowed to now being cowed. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and, a, and fact, you were so saying before, Will, about the pressures that the construction industry is already
0: under. Well, the well, the prediction is that, that you know, the byproduct of all these rate rises and things, and the the tiding of monetary policy is going to be money's harder to come by. Construction's going to suffer a dip. Sounds like to me like it's a pretty good way of pricing yourself out of a job at some point in time. Yeah, if, well, you, if you make your conditions completely uncompetitive. It's happened before.
1: Exactly. But, but there is no competition because um, yeah, that's uh, true. The, This the, the union will make sure that this applies everywhere. And you, it, anyway, I, I, so it's just some agreements. You know, we, we may not understand everything about an industry and, you know, cranes mm-hmm. are hard work. And there's no doubt about that. And they're dangerous and all this sort of gear. But I think there's a re- what I regard as a fair go test and, and people looking at that will think, oh, that's ridiculous, that mm, you get yep. paid extra for turning up to work and for being nice to people and, mm. and and for being clean and so on.
0: There was an interesting poll, Matt, in um, nine newspapers on the 24th of January, so a little bit earlier this week, that was polling people's opinions on the uh, the Indigenous voice to Parliament and said that support had fallen to 47%. The most damning figure that I saw in that polling was that just 13% of voters are confident they understand the mm. plan. What's your sense about where that uh, that debate is at the moment?
1: Well, it, it looks like it's heading for trouble um, because uh, Australians don't generally like mucking around with the constitution and uh, most constitutional referendums in Australia um, fail. Uh, so the, the only time when they really succeed is when... Um, all the parties are united and there's, you know, an, an agreement and mm. and what have you. We're now seeing, of course, Peter Dutton starting to carve out a bit of territory. We're seeing um, Lydia Thorpe from the Greens, um, who's saying that she won't support, you, she doesn't believe this should be dealt with in the colonizers' constitution. We don't know the Greens' position, the Greens is a party's position, but that's uh, her person, uh, her position. Um, and we're seeing um, the. I suppose hard-line, more hard-line elements of the Indigenous community, um, they're not happy with it. They say, well, why have a voice? Let's have a treaty um, or let's have direct Aboriginal representation in Parliament. Uh, so it, you're starting to get this fracturing of opinions. And I, I do think there's a big issue that most people don't understand what the voice actually is or how it's going to work. And I can't see Australians voting for something they don't understand. Yeah. That would be, that that would be, you know, that's a big ask. Now, so far, Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister, is trying to appeal to our better instincts, saying, you know, you want to be on the right side of history, that sort of argument. Um, that that's, I think that's going to be difficult to
2: sustain. People say, how is this going to work? People want to know what it means. People will know what what it means. And this is where South Australia is going to be interesting. It is. In fact, without stealing my own thunder, it's, today's breaking at eight, but where things are at with the local voice.
1: Well, that would be good to hear because I, I I would think if you went out into the street and did a vox pop of 50 South Australians and said, do you know we're going to have a voice to the South Australian parliament and do you know how that will work, most would not know what you're talking about. Hmm. I, I really believe that. Most most would not know what you're talking about. That doesn't mean it's bad. And it was an upfront election policy of uh, the, the Labor Party. Peter Malinowskis, I think, from memory, it was one of the first things he mentioned in his victory speech yeah, on election was. night, The it Voice. Was. And I remember thinking, oh, The Voice, that's right. <laughs> well, better look that up. And it actually, it's going to be, it's going, to be, it's described uh, by the government as a strong, independent and direct line of communication for First Nations people to South Australians' parliament. It is going to be quite bureaucratic. There'll be regions established in South Australia, each with their own local First Nations voice. The number of members and regions has yet to be determined, this is according to the government, but each local First Nations voice would have an equal number of male and female members. Um, There'll be joint presiding members, both male and female of each local voice, and, they'll consider matters of interest to First Nations people. There'll be an election process managed by the Electoral Commission of South Australia. There'll be remunerations. Um, what we know is they'll be able to address the parliament on particular bills of interest to First Nations people. Mm. What, what One of the big sticking points of the um, national voice is whether it's judiciable. In other words, whether it will end up with the High Court deciding Matters that should be decided by Parliament, because people will take issues. Companies may, if you know, if they're affected, or landowners, if they're affected, will take issues with the High Court. We've already seen in South Australia last week um, uh, concerns expressed uh, by traditional um, Indigenous landowners that about the model of the voice here, and that it may disenfranchise or mm. untangle somehow, or threaten um, land title. So. Um, native title claims, I should say, or native title ownership. So, and that's an issue that Kaya who who's the Attorney-General who's steering this process, has said, oh, we're going to fix that in the legislation. We're at a very interesting point here mm. um, with The Voice, and it's going to be, it, it will be a, a model to watch.
2: Certainly will. All
1: right.
2: <laughs> hey. That was the extended remix of the Mighty yeah, 10 song. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I like that. A little bit of rap there. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Now, the ICAC Commissioner Anne Vanstone has um, decided she's going to have a look at uh, uh, grants to community groups and how they're administered. Now, the subplot here is that the Labor Party went to the election promising $84 million worth of state um, sporting club and other grants, which it's merrily handed out. The, the code here is that uh, uh, Commissioner Vanstone's having a look at this. Uh, <laughs> And um, and she's investigating it mm. because she wants to make sure that uh, in the way these things are handled, there's no potential for corruption. This is uh, Premier Peter Malinowskis' take on it yesterday. Now, this is not an investigation or or even a probe from ICAC. It's an evaluation of policy and procedures, and, and we think that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, we think it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, so it's not an investigation. <laughs> And It's not a probe. It's not a probe. It's not an inquiry. And it's not an inquiry. They're just, they're just having a bit of a look. Having a look. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just,
1: you know, just whatever. What, um, is, what is the distinction between vibe. having a
0: look and a probe and an investigation? It's a vibe. It's it, the it's, vibe. It's, it's just Does that matter. mean they, it's a 10 minute sort of flick through? <laughs>
1: He should have said, and look, it doesn't matter because we've gutted ICAC anyway, so they can't yeah. do much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was polite enough to stop short of that. Okay, Peter us. I think this is the first for 2023. Mm-hmm. I am giving him a very solid 7 out of
0: 10. <laughs>
2: of 10 out of 10,
0: every time. Magnificent work. Matt, great What's to have it? you in. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA five five Breakfast. Nine.